G'day grass cutters, Rory here from Greens Lawn and Garden. I'm doing a podcast. So um, I've uh, had a YouTube channel for a while with some little, you know, ticks and tr- tips and tricks and technical info and um, a few little pieces of information um, for guys that are uh, independent and franchisees in the lawn care industry. I'm a Jim's Mowing franchisee myself, and um, I've also been an in- independent contractor previous to that. So I've got a, um, a bit of uh, a bit of a qualification in both worlds, and um, I'm here to fucking give you some information and talk some shit, and just you know, might rant about everyday things, might tell you a few beefs that I've got with uh, a few products that I've purchased over the years and things like that, but you know, uh, basically ramble on Bill Burr style for about um, for about half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, I don't know, maybe two or three times a week. I haven't come up with a proper schedule for this yet, but we'll see how it goes, eh? And uh, I'm literally driving in my car with my Bluetooth microphone on. So, not sure of the sound quality yet, but if you're a ride or die, motherfucker, <laughs> you'll stick it out until I get some better sound quality equipment. And uh, hit me up, let me know um, uh, some, uh, some good stuff for basically mobile podcasting. I'm starting a new trend. Not really, I just don't have time to sit at home and stuff around with it, um, like some of the lawn care influencers, lawn fluences that we've got... Um, floating around the traps with their, in abbreviations, unfiltered podcasts, fucking unfiltered my scrotum. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, want a couple of, I want to cover a couple of things today. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a product um, spruik and a bit of a product whinge. Uh, to start it off, you like that? Straight into it. So I purchased a uh, a few pieces of battery equipment um, uh, recently over the last few months. Uh, still equipment, still um, battery powered gear. I've got the hedge trimmer, the um, pole pruner. I've got something else. No, I do. Oh, the chainsaw, and um, my latest uh, my latest purchase was the, um, the the pole pruner, and man, that thing is a beast. I am recommending everyone switch over to battery powered hand tools. Um, I'm not sure about whippersnippers, line trimmers um, for the for our American uh, friends. Um, there are. Uh, I don't know about them, but the hedge trimmer um, and the pole pruner, the chainsaw, perfect for my early morning starts, looking after like shopping centre car parks and things like that, man. And I'd look after like a dentist um, in one of the small um, little suburbs that I look after as well. And uh, i got to get there early in the morning um, before the traffic hits and the car parks fill up. And same as the shopping centres, you know, you got to get in there, you got to... Um, got to fucking start early before the car parks fill up you can't you can't park your trailer anywhere to unload your gear so um 
What was I talking about? The pole pruner. The pole pruner. Man, it is awesome. I think it goes from about two metres long uh, up to four metres long. I have basically eliminated my ladder from any pruning branches and things like that that I have to do. Uh, all the council workers use them, and that's where I spotted them. Um, the, um, I mean, it's only as good as the battery. You get, I got the, the best battery that I could, the Stills um, highest rated battery for my equipment, and um, I don't know, it, it's, I think I charged it like a week ago, and I'm still using it. I still just throw it in. Um, I did a couple of big hedges uh, and some branches, and I think I've used like 50% of it. And um, awesome, awesome pieces of equipment. Um, the initial outlay too, um, compared to a petrol-powered extended pole pruner, is uh, it's $800, and then you've got this, the, the battery, so that's for the skin, uh, $799. And then the battery, I think, is about 250 or something like that. So it takes it up to around about just over, just over a grand, right? But it's 1,200 for the uh, petrol-powered um, pruner. And then you got ongoing fuel costs after that. It's just a no-brainer. Hedge trimmer, same deal. It's just as powerful um, as um, as the uh, the commercial-grade petrol um, hedge trimmer that I used, and the chainsaw. Chainsaw is more powerful than the mini boss um, that I used. It's um, it's ridiculous. It's awesome. And the um, saw the um, the mini boss. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called. Mini 160 or something like that. It's um, got the same size chain, exact same size chain as the pole pruner. So um, uh, I can use the sharpening tool on um, both chains. And, um, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. My fucking beef of the week is with the uh, Honda HRU216 mowers. You, my friends, can jog on. Seriously, I'm switching over. I'm switching to the Toro Commercial 21. I'm done with the Hondas. Fucking Jesus. Like... The latest one uh, that I've got is, all right, all right. So the little um, control panel dial um, on the on the left-hand side, you know, uh, acceleration, um, self-propulsion, the, all, all, the, all the little the choke and all that sort of shit, the whole um, control panel on the left there, it runs off a stem, a little stem that... Um, uh, comes off the um, off the inside of the handle. It's fucking welded to it. It's welded to it. It's not like a, a bolt that goes all the way through the handle and then you slend, then like you think you think about it like um, like a long bolt and then all the the instruments they slide onto it um, and uh, and then it, it it screws on on the end and they're all held together on there. This thing. Is welded on the inside. Now I was doing it up, and the thread snapped. Fair enough. I probably went um, a bit too hard on the um, the torque on it, but it snapped, and that's that's it. Fucked. Now I I um, jimmied it up because I I got the angle grinder out and I cut off the welds 
and remove the whole stem and then drill the hole through the other side, through the outside of the, um, the handle and, and put another, another bolt in and, uh, had to, had to jimmy up a little sleeve for it, um, for all the instruments to sit on and stuff. So it's working, but it's not going to last forever. It's going to, it's going to break because, um, just, just general wear and tear and whatnot. Um, there was that. The tyres, man, the tyres on these things don't last like they used to. They were so flogged out after about two months of me um, using the new Honda. Um, the gearboxes are sh- a shit house. They are so shit. Um, it's already starting to go on it. I put an aftermarket one in because uh, the first gearbox went on it. And um, I'm on the second gearbox and it's already starting to do that thing where you hit the self-propulsion and it's like it's just clunking already I'm, I'm so over it the engine itself the the, the GXV 160 uh, Honda engine that's on those mowers and it used for generators and all sorts of stuff around the world it is a brilliant engine but the mower that's it that thing is bolted onto is an absolute bucket of snot it's it really is there's too many moving components um, to these mowers, too many bits of plastic. Um, it's just, I've, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of it. And I, so I, I, what I did was um, I asked my local dealer if I could um, test out the Honda, uh, the uh, Honda, the Toro, the Toro Commercial 21. I took that thing out and um, it's it's got a, a, a better cut. So it's a one... One long blade, it's a single blade setup, um, instead of the four swing blades that the Honda uses with the, ba- with the, um, the base plate attached and then the four swing blades attached to that. Uh, the single blade uh, leaves a better cut, um, goes through thick grass better. The gearbox is um, so much more sturdy, you can just feel it um, when, you, when you hit the self-propulsion, especially up, up hills and whatnot. Um, the controls are so basic and tough. There's no bits of plastic hanging off this thing, you know. It's a solid, solid unit. Um, I uh, I can't recommend that thing enough. So uh, I'm, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna just wait it out with this Honda and see what happens to it. Um, I've got two. Well, I've got one Honda now. I had two, but I've had to use spare parts off my old one that had nothing wrong with it back when they built them tough um, and I've been using parts off that to keep my new one going um, because it's just falling apart so yeah I'll be switching over to Toro um, I've already got the Z-Master ride on and um, I figured I'll give their um, give their push mowers a whirl as well yeah so there we go. That's my um, little spruik and my little beef of the week. Uh, I feel better. I feel like I've, I've, I've alleviated some stress having a little fucking sook. Feels good, you know. Really get it off your off your chest and um, just breathe easier. <laughs> but uh, spring is upon us here in Australia and. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're hitting the ground running. I've uh, taken all my clients off my winter schedule 
Uh, if you want to check out the winter schedule, um, go to my YouTube channel, uh, Greens Lawn and Garden. Check that out. My winter schedule is um, oh, basically just keeping clients, instead of switching over to like monthly mows, if you do fortnightly mows, um, uh, I, do, I do fortnightly mows on all my, uh, all my clients throughout spring, summer and, and autumn. And uh, what I've done this winter, instead of um, switching over to monthly, I do a full lawn care package now and um, it worked really well. It, re it kept us going through, through winter kept us at the property every fortnight instead of monthly. So what I did was rotated my, forgive me if you've already watched the YouTube um, and, uh, and listened to this and watched this already, but what I did was uh, I started off with the last mow of the season and then uh, I fertilised. Uh, so the next fortnight, uh, instead of mowing, obviously, the grass slows right down. So um, I fertilised. And then the, the fortnight after that, I mowed. And then fortnight after that, I used a winter uh, little concoction that I made up for uh, for the winter weeds, winter grass. Um, so things like clover, bindi, um, uh, also um, sedge grass, and um, what do they call it? There's another sedge. Um, it's a sedge grass type anyway. The little little um, shiny grass that just shoots up and you, you know nothing nothing really kills it except uh, this product called sedge hammer but anyway that's in my concoction um uh, along with a um a um a pre-emergent uh called barricade very very expensive but you literally you don't need much of it at all and you only use it once it lasts for um up to three months six months if you mix a strong dose but three months it'll um, kill any seeds that are yet to let yet to germinate so um, I do that first my first um, spray of winter so that covers clover bindi uh, dandelions um, the sedge grass uh, all the little nasties that can pop up throughout winter then uh, so I spray then after that obviously mow then the next one I do is a uh, lawn grub treatment so I put down the insecticide and fungicide uh, down on the grass, then mow, then I fertilise again, and uh, using a, uh, a granular fertiliser, uh, high quality granular, granular fertiliser called Compi Green, that I get from my supplier Fernland in the Sunshine Coast. Great products, like it's, it's golf course quality um, products. I don't stuff around with Bunnings. Um, I'd recommend you do the same thing. Don't stuff around with um, with any of that garbage. It's, it's too expensive, small quantities, um, and you're not getting really helpful advice. You go into a place like Fernland, um, which is a horticultural supplier. You know, they've um, they've got a warehouse out the back, and you can get what we need. You know, like you can get your your five liter containers, or you can get bloody drums of it, 44 gallon drums of this um, stuff. You know. So uh, I did that throughout, throughout winter and it just kept us at the property. I had not one client, not one out of 60 clients, uh, probably 50 I'd say because um, I've got some shopping centres and things like that. But out of my clients that I do residential mows for, not one objected to it. Uh, I put it in an email and told them that this, this winter we're doing a full um, service so 
nothing will change. I'll be there every fortnight. Uh, there's no extra charge. So you're not making the exact same margins you would uh, throughout summer, the summer months, the, the, the hotter months, because you're, um, you're buying product, you know. You're buying fertiliser and weed sprays and stuff. But it keeps you there. Keeps you there throughout winter, and um, it's well worth the extra cost of product and um, a little drop in margin to, uh, to to keep those clients on a fortnightly basis and um, and uh, looking after other things as well, you know, because you're obviously not there for as much time um, either. So the margins for the job as a total total time versus profit is actually higher like I can go and fertilize the uh, a customer's yard and it takes me 10 minutes whereas it would normally take me half an hour to mow right so you're in and out so you can get more done point out things like um, gutter cleaning and hedge trimming for them and uh, you know weed spraying or weed pulling garden beds and things like that so that's what I did throughout uh, throughout winter and uh, it was great. It really, really, really recommended. If you're only doing mows, give that a shot. It's not rocket science. It's really not. Um, it's just, it's about uh, keeping the, oh, and, it's, yeah, it's about keeping that lawn healthy throughout winter. The grass has gone crazy. Because I give it two doses of fertiliser throughout the winter months, now that spring's come on, it's growing. It's growing crazy. There's no weeds um, it's it's beautiful. You, you know when you do monthly mows throughout winter, come summer it takes ages for those winter weeds to die off, um, like the clovers and all that sort of stuff. It takes a while for it to for for the summer to get rid of them and kill them off. And um, it's it's a lot more satisfying when you're mowing a nice lush lawn that you've you've maintained throughout winter. It really is. It's fucking extraordinary and uh yeah so we're, we're we're and it just it felt like it flew by too winter just flew by so now we're into spring the birds are chirping the magpies are fucking the um the plovers are defending their eggs like like nothing else it's, they're, they're, they are the craziest birds that i've um i've come across those fucking things google plover protecting their eggs or something like that it's ridiculous and um yeah yeah we're uh we're loving it we're loving it at the moment um what else what else i really should have thought this through and like come out with a little schedule or something that i can go through my little a little notes um so that i can uh i'm not just babbling on and and trying to come up with things to talk about but I just thought I'd do it. I just thought I've been thinking about doing this for ages and um, I just, you know, I thought if, if I don't just do it, then I'm going to wind up umming and ahhing and stuffing around and um, yeah, procrastinating on it and, and whatnot. So here we are. Here we fucking are. And uh, this is more of like a little intro um episode uh so i guess oh look i guess if no one's watched the um youtube channel or my instagram or anything like that uh my name's rory and i am a jim's mowing franchisee 
in southeast Queensland on the Sunshine Coast. And I run a business with one employee. His name is Max. He's 19 years old and he'd never heard of ACDC. That's another story altogether, but we'll let that one slide. And he'd never heard the term cutting someone's grass. Like, your mate's been cutting your grass. What, he's been mowing your lawn? No, cunt. He hasn't been mowing your lawn. He's been fucking your missus. Bloody hell. But he's a good kid. Good kid. Hard worker. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a Jim's Mowing franchisee here on the Sunshine Coast. I've uh, uh, got an employee. already said that. Um, I have, uh, have a lovely wife and a son, a uh, little fella. Who's six years old? Yes, he's still six. Turned seven in October. Um, and uh, I uh, I love what I do, and I thought I'd pass on some uh, some information, some valuable knowledge from my fountain of knowledge. It's in my brain to you, lovely people that want to listen to me talk shit in Babylon. For um, for a while. <laughs> anyway, so um, I think I might write down some notes and come up with a um, with a uh, a little um, uh, like a plan next time I um, I put one of these together. But tune in, motherfuckers, because I'll probably do this again in a couple of days, and um, I. I promise it's going to be a more organised and uh, less um of that, less of ums and ahs and trying to come up with uh, with things and topics to to discuss. But um, till then, peace out, you bunch of motherfuckers. I'll speak soon. <laughs>